does what you sell or the widget actually matter for your sales success? That's what I'm covering this week on episode 17 of the Why How Yes Sales podcast. The Why, How, Yes sales podcast is sponsored in part by Jared James Coaching for Real Estate Agents. If you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast, you probably understand how to sell. You know when you are across a dining room table from a potential customer, that listing is probably going to come your way. The issue is how do you structure your business in order to get to that that dining room table more often. As a former top agent himself, Jared James has the tools to help you create the business that you want to own. They will help you put the systems in place where you can spend more time doing what really matters, which is creating sales. Go to jaredjamestoday.com and set up a time to have a consultation. And from there, they will be able to guide you towards running a business rather than just running around. Hey, salespeople, welcome to the Why, How, Yes sales podcast, where I help teach you to get to the yes the right way. I'm Red Stavstrom, and I'm here to help you fix your broken sales skills. Now, this is week 17, and I'm going to do something a little awkward. Um, If you've been listening to this uh, podcast for any period of time, you know that one of the things I like to do is challenge a lot of the old ideas in sales, to challenge some of the things that have permeated the industry and have been kind of the status quo. Um, And that idea, let me, I'll even backtrack. Before I even get into that, let's start with a story. Um, When I was about 24, 25 years old-ish, I I just left my last job where I was doing door-to-door sales pretty successfully and doing it for a number of products. Now, I wasn't becoming a multimillionaire by any stretch, but I was... 24 years old, owned my own house, and was able to pay my mortgage every month, which in the period uh, right after the big crash of the Great Recession was pretty successful. I mean, that was pretty uncommon among my peer group, that I actually owned my own home and had a full-time working job and was able to pay a mortgage. So I was pretty confident in my sales skills um, to the point where many people, I was actually training new salespeople three or four days a week. Now, because of the way the company was run, I've decided to, I decided to leave and I wound up getting a new job um, working in car sales. So when I went for the interview, the interviewer was the sales manager who was by the, a guy by the name of Sam. Now, I want you to think of... Think about an, uh, somebody who's half Italian, half Puerto Rican, and he's from Brooklyn. That should probably tell you what you need to know about Sam. He was big guy, big like muscle bound, um, super charismatic, the typical salesperson. Uh, the gelled hair, the clean shaven face. I went in, and this was the first time I had shaved my beard since I was about 20 years old. And I told him right in the interview, "You know what? I'm growing the beard back because I look like a shaved bulldog without a beard." And he kind of laughed and continued. So this was in February, Um, and when I was talking to him, he asked me a question that pretty much that standard question that everybody who goes into car sales gets asked. Why do you want to sell cars? Now, 
The question, the answers he normally gets are pretty simple. Oh, I've always been a gearhead. I love cars. I love helping people out. I know how important transportation is to everybody. I took a different tact. When he asked me, why do you want to sell cars? I said, honestly, I like cars, but in the end of the day, sales is sales and the widget doesn't matter. I cringe at that sentence right now. Um, after nine or 10 new years of experience where I've been kicked in the face a few more times, I cringe at the cockiness of that statement. If you know sales, the widget doesn't matter. Now, at its face, that sounds about right. If you know how to talk to emotion, if you know how to build rapport, if you know how to build trust, if you know all of these things, generally speaking, you'll be able to get sales and the widget doesn't matter. Um, just to backtrack really quickly, if you don't know what a widget is, a widget is kind of a term used in business training where it substitutes for a product. No matter what you sell, it could be a widget, whether it's security systems or cars or real estate, the widget is nothing more than a product that you create in order to sell. Um, there's a wide, and widget could also be applied to services, but generally speaking, it's some solid good that you sell. Um, so think back, the widget doesn't matter. Yes. A lot of the sales skills that you learn permeate and overlap no matter what industry you're in. Knowing how to talk to people and build needs and uncover problems and ask implication questions and asking need payoff questions, all of these things are important, but the widget matters. And let me tell you why. And this is another lesson I learned very harshly um, about four years later, three or four years later, I started selling security systems. Now, if you're not watching the video and you're listening to the podcast, just to give you an idea of what I look like, I am a big, burly Viking, like I look like an Irish Viking. I'm about five foot 10. I've got a big bushy red beard, long flowing hair. I've got about a, when I wear a suit and go buy a suit, I can't buy them off the racks because I wear a 38 inch waist, but I have a 52 inch chest. I wear a 52 long jacket. I'm built like an orangutan. Um, simply put, people don't try to rob me. People, when people want to break into somebody's house, I wouldn't be very high on their list. Um, I'm, I've spent a lot of years, I was a heavy drinker in college because Irish. Um, and when I did that, I would often just go and Irish goodbye, disappear from the bar, and I'd walk down these streets that most people were terrified of. Um, there was one street, and again, it's in Connecticut, uh, in a city called Danbury. It's part of Fairfield County, so to say I wasn't afraid of anything in Fairfield County. That's an understatement. But there is one street that is known for a heroin addiction, which is was the drug of choice around uh, the Great Recession. And I would walk down it with no problems. And I'd probably walk down that street once a week where everybody else would actively avoid it or take their cars and not walk through it at all. I had no problem. And I would even walk through it at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning because I was drunk. So when I went to sell security systems, I was not afraid of my own safety because 
people don't bother me. Um, I've been punched in the face. Um, you don't get a face like mine without that happening. You don't, I'm not a pretty man. So I've never been afraid for my own personal safety. I can understand the emotion, but it's always been somewhat alien to me. And I don't mean to say this from an area of machismo. I, I mean, flat out, I wasn't afraid. I'm somebody who believes wholeheartedly in statistics. And I knew that over the last 25 years, FBI violent crime stats have dropped considerably since the late 80s and early 90s. Um, that we were well, well, like the, around 2014-15 when I started doing security system sales, that was like that was the farthest thing from my mind was safety. Um, so I would go into people's homes and when I got to talk to people and when I was in front of them, I always felt that level of hesitation and I couldn't put my finger on it for a long time until I realized that the problem wasn't my pitch, it wasn't what I was saying, it wasn't my strategy, it wasn't my closing techniques, it wasn't my opening techniques, it wasn't how much rapport I built. The problem was me. The problem was that I wholeheartedly did not believe in the product. I was not sold myself on the concept of needing an alarm system. Um, and again, I, I don't mean to trash the alarm industry. They save lives, they absolutely do. They provide a lot of good, like they are worth it for a lot of people. I just know that the people most likely to rob me are the people that I unlocked the door for. Um, those are the people who are most likely to steal from me are the friends and family members because that's another thing that's happened in my life. It's not the crackhead who breaks in at three o'clock in the morning desperate for a fix. That's virtually non-existent anymore. The majority of theft happens because you unlocked the door. So I wasn't afraid of the masked man breaking into my house because I knew what a statistical anomaly that was. And I think my customers, when I looked back at it, like when I performed the autopsy of this job, when I, I think they picked up on this. Now, I want you guys to understand how risk adverse people are. And I've told this story a couple of times or this parable. When people go to buy ice cream, they get those little quarter teaspoons to test the flavor rather than risk $3 to have a bad ice cream cone. Three bucks. Nobody is going to be is going to have their budget made or by, uh, broken by three dollars. Um, but rather than risk having the wrong flavor of tasting something mildly unpleasant or just not perfect, Let, let's not even say unpleasant because who doesn't like ice cream? But rather than spend three dollars on something that is meh, they would rather spend. 10 minutes taking these itty bitty scoops of ice cream and trying out every flavor in the case. Now go back to my consultation when I went in and I tried to sell them a security system. I was not convinced. Now I can't tell you exactly what body language I was putting out there. I can't tell you exactly what emotion, but just hearing in my voice, you could probably hear the lack of conviction in what I was saying. So does the widget matter? Absolutely. 
In order for you to be successful in sales, you need to believe in your product. You need to believe that you are fixing people's lives or fixing something that is absolutely broken. And if you don't, then you're going to always struggle. You're always going to have a tough time getting out of bed in the morning because you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. Uh, people trash millennials all the time because they say they want to feel like they're making an impact and then they go out and try to sell storm gutters. If you don't believe in what you sell, you're setting yourself up for failure right at the beginning. And if not failure, you're setting yourself up for mediocrity. So I want you to know, and I want to give you permission to leave. If you do not believe in what you're selling, if you do not believe that you are making a significant difference in people's lives, you will make more money nine times out of 10 selling something you believe in at a lower price point or at a lower commission rate then you will selling something you do believe in that makes a great commission. Um, the commissions on the security systems were excellent because, and like hundreds of dollars for me to sell one or two. Um, like if I were to sell one system and a couple of extra devices for doors and windows, I could make three, 400 bucks on a single security system. But I didn't believe in it. So I ultimately failed and I'm willing to admit that failure. Make sure you believe in what you're selling. If the widget doesn't matter to you, then the widget matters. Um, so I hope this helps. I hope it makes puts some things in perspective. I invite you to change what you don't like about your current sales job. I invite you to go out there and find something you are excited about. Find an area, find a product that invigorates you. Even if the commission isn't great, even if the structure, the payment structure isn't as great, take the chance and try selling that. You will usually make more money at a, as a salesman who sells a mediocre paying product than a, sales, than a mediocre salesman selling a great product. Make sure that what you are selling matches your own individual ideals. Um, so I hope this helps. Once again, this has been episode 17 of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. Um, Please be sure to like, to subscribe. Um, if, you are to, if you were to review it on Apple Podcasts, it really helps the channel out, and I really appreciate it. Um, once again, my name is Red Staffstrom. You can get a hold of me at red at whyhowyes.com for an email. Um, you could also follow me on Instagram at whyhowyes. Um, once again, Red Staffstrom, and I will see you next time where I will continue to help you fix your broken sales skills. The Why How Yes Sales Podcast is also sponsored by the Jarja Media CRM. Only 12% of all real estate leads are reached out to more than three times. This means that almost 90% of all agents are throwing away thousands of dollars worth of lead generation marketing every year simply by not keeping in touch with the prospects that they already paid for. With drip campaigns that are written by one of the nation's top coaching companies, you'll be able to automate keeping potential clients in front of you for well over a year. The Jarger Media CRM will make sure that you are not leaving any meat on the bone and that the leads you are already paying for are actually turning into customers. Schedule a demo online at jargermedia.com slash CRM.